0: Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3.
1: And our Executives on the Run uh, segment this morning is going to be with uh, Rob Scheimek, who is the COO of FWD Insurance, Allison Iring, CEO of Organization Solutions, and Natalie Dow, fitness entrepreneur, and the recent winner of the Ultra 100K <laughs> Marathon. Good morning, everybody. How you all doing? Good, good morning. Every Good morning. Okay, first, Natalie, you've been on the show many times. Congratulations on your recent win.
2: Thank you very much. Tell yeah. us about
1: what was that like to do 100, 100 kilometers?
2: Yeah, it was a mental uh, a mental challenge and unexpected to win, but something I would definitely do again.
1: And you came in first overall, right?
2: Yes, correct. Tell yeah. us about that, beating yeah. even the guys. Yeah, <laughs> totally unexpected. Wasn't actually set up to win and didn't know really what to do, but it, it was a, a lovely surprise. So, you know, the only... I guess the only downside was I lost five toenails as part of the run, uh, (laughs) but I pulled up okay after it.
1: But that's pretty common in marathons. And and, uh, Allison and Rob, of course, both of you are uh, career – I won't say career, but regular marathoners. So, Allison, you just finished the New York Marathon. How would that go for you?
3: I did. Well, I did the New York Marathon, and then I did the Singapore Marathon. (laughs) Yeah. that was a bit hotter. <laughs> yeah, New York was so awesome. You run through all the boroughs and there's people lining the streets and the weather was great. It was wonderful. Singapore was really hot. Yep. And no people on the streets. It was the it night was it was late. the night the night but that right? was great cuz yeah. I've done it several times during the day and it's just so hot. I, Natalie, I don't know how you did 100k yeah. in the, in the daytime. It was it's yeah, so hot. That's but tough. it was but it was fun, you know, and you, it was so um but I like the New York.
1: Yeah. And experience. Rob, what do you what have you <laughs> been doing lately? Any any big runs for you or any big events? I'm preparing
0: for the North Pole Marathon, wow. which will be in April, actually it'll be around Easter. So last year we went up to try to do the North Pole and logistics got in the way and we weren't able to do it. So instead we did something called the 78 degree long urban marathon. And so, uh, so I've got to train both to be a marathon condition, but be ready for the freezing cold weather.
1: Now I remember last year, cause we've known each other for a while. I remember last year when you were getting ready for the, the polar marathon, sorry, earlier this year, you actually trained in Singapore in the back of a refrigerated truck. <laughs> it was crazy. Which the video <laughs> of that was just amazing. The, the
0: other thing that I did too, <laughs> is I had the opportunity to be in one of those um, hyperbolic chambers, you know, the, the, yeah. the ones where they'll freeze you. And in order to really train you do that in as little clothing as possible. So people thought I was pretty crazy in my booties, my shorts, and and gloves. Oh,
1: man. So are you going to be doing that? Are you going to be repeating
0: that again this year? Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to figure out what the exact training regimen will be this year, but something pretty crazy. Something with hot chocolate at the end of it, <laughs> yeah. I hope. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, all three of you are not only executives, entre- entrepreneurs, uh, and very busy in your world, but you are all very dedicated to exercise and specifically running triathlons. And that kind of exercise. Why is that? Let's start with the general question. Why is that important? to you to have that exercise regime? regime, What does it give to you on a, let's say, daily, weekly, monthly basis? Allison, let's start with you.
3: Well, I, to me, it's not an exercise regime. I, in mm-hmm. fact, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to say I really don't like exercise. But I <laughs> love being in races, and yeah. I love training, mm-hmm. and I love that experience. And so I feel that when I'm doing that, that it makes me a better leader. It makes me a better wife. I just feel like I'm a better person when I am fit.
1: Is it the endorphins that you get flowing through you, or the the time of day you go up and you know run early in the morning, or what, or a ride, or what? What is it? Is there a, something you can narrow down that that you feel makes you better?
3: Well, I think that for me, the last few years, mostly I've done triathlons, mm. and so I find that there's a big learning component to that. So it's it's just challenging me. I love that. Um, so I feel that that helps me get perspective. So for me, the benefits are psychological benefits, I think, are really great.
1: Yeah. How about you, Rob? You have a you are on the road a lot around the region, and it, it must be a challenge to keep up that regime. But why is it so important to you to to do that?
0: Yeah, I think I'm very similar to the way Allison just described, which is that, A, I just love to experience things. I'm an experienced junkie, I think I would say. And so you can experience things like marathons on different continents, or participating in crazy races. I've competed in the world's toughest mutter, um, a twenty-four hour endurance race, on three occasions. Wow! Um, needed surgery after it twice. <laughs> and you know the the um, the way I and think yet of,
1: you went back for more. Well, my,
0: my wife did think I was pretty crazy. I was going to say, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but the third time was a charm. By the way, no no surgery after the third oh. time. Congratulations. Yeah, but but. Basically, the way I think about it is, you have to have something that you have a goal for. It's, it's like in business; you, you don't go through a year with no business plan. You don't have no. You, you don't have a business that's run with no targets. And so you have some sort of a goal. And the goals I typically set are around: I sign up for a race on some crazy location <laughs> for something that will be fun. Tie it into something that will be enjoyable in my life, and then.
1: It's self-motivating to be ready for that race. Yeah, with Rob Scheimek, Allison Iring, and Natalie Dow in the studio talking about executives literally on the run, but not because they did something wrong, uh, just because they want to uh, get out and experience life in a different way. And Natalie, you're, uh, of course, a f- fitness entrepreneur. You do a lot of coaching in addition to being a professional uh, athlete yourself. When you're training and working with high-performing executives, what stands out to you about why they're driven to do – crazy uh, crazy events in crazy places or marathons back to back or whatever it is they do.
2: Yeah, I think you know there's a couple of things number one it's a stress relief for them. So it's it's a way of dealing with their work stresses and they're out and you know I know personally I'm a nicer person when I exercise. I also think people, the older you get, like structure. So people like to follow a structured training program. They like to be able to measure their results against that program. A lot of execs are obviously high performers and high achievers, so they will seek out a coach to get the best results for themselves Mm, so they don't mm. want to waste time. You know, and I think like Rob said, they want an experience, a bit of grit is good. You know, they're in their day-to-day job, maybe sitting behind a desk and they they want something a bit more exciting outside of that. Yeah, yeah, and test themselves in a different way, which, you know, is a physical way.
1: Yeah. Natalie, have you seen any kind of a shift in mindsets in let's say the last three, five, whatever, however many years you'd like to go back with more executives taking on more of these challenges, is there is it kind of a newer generation of thinking? We think of the Mad Men of the nineteen sixties, you know, three three drink lunches and smoking and all that. It, it, or is the mindset different now with executives that realize they have to do this?
2: One thousand percent. I mean, I think I I truly believe that a lot of brands are marketing to the wrong demographic. They all think their market is twenty to twenty six year olds, hmm. where really it's sort of over forties who have the time, who have the money, who are Brand loyal um, and are willing to pay for these experiences, they're actually going out and beating the younger competing now because they're 100% dedicated to mm. the cause. Um, and just because you're finding it later in life doesn't mean that you're not going to be good at something. So right. I think, you know, you put in the work, maybe you tried something in your younger days at college, um, and you're rediscovering something else. And I think, you know, the three of us sitting here are all probably proof of that, that you put in the work and you do well. Yeah. And of course,
1: medicine and technology has allowed people yeah. to uh, you know get that <laughs> knee replacement, that hip replacement and what keep going, right? Whereas it used to be the master's category. Category yeah. was kind of a joke, you know. It was like the old people plodding along. But that's, I mean, it's a very competitive, uh, uh, more
2: competitive. More you competitive. look at, at triathlons now, yeah. and I think even you know ultra racing as well. I think any endurance sport generally, um, you're seeing a lot of older athletes do well. You know, the best ultra runners in the world are generally over forty.
1: Yeah, interesting, Alison Irene, How do you manage to train and to you know keep going with business, and how, how do you how do you do that scheduling for yourself?
3: Well, I am very structured. Yeah. I have I put it in my calendar. I um, I have certain things that I do on certain days. I let everybody around me know it. Mm. In my family, we almost always eat dinner together and so we we adjust the timing for when who's doing what sport sure. and so I think it's a mix of both a, having a plan and being able to work around that, but also having flexibility. I also travel a lot in my work, and so I also am, I'm not so rigid. You know, I just do what I can when I can. Yeah. Uh, and I, for me personally, I'm I strive to do my best. I don't have to be the fastest, uh, but I but I know that the longer I go, the the better I am. But relative <laughs> to everybody else, because they're all <laughs> falling aside, I'm wearing them out. <laughs> yeah. and, and
1: Rob, when you look at uh, your corporate environment at FWD do you see uh, an increasing number of of employees in FWD being more are they maybe a, a little bit inspired by by you and the crazy stuff you're doing i know a number of your empl- of your employees have done the north pole or have committed to do the north pole marathon as well uh, is that is that part of the uh, engagement process within the company it, it is and and
0: i really want it to be a way where an example gets set at the top and then people try to follow it and and We're headed back to the North Pole this year. There were nine runners from FWD hmm. last year, and we'll have um, more than nine runners this year. Wow! And the number of people who demonstrated interest in what they saw as little video clips. If you get a chance, you can you can video <laughs> it. Uh, go and Google it. It's a really interesting race. Yeah. And uh, and so I think, look, the idea is to get everyone to think about doing things the way we had to do them in the future, not so much the way we had to do them in the past. And I agree with everything that's been said. Look, when I was younger, I was fast. I was damn, I was fast. Uh, you look at me today, you laugh at the possibility that even I'm a hobbled old guy. How can
1: I possibly, you know, yeah, run okay. those of you that cannot see this broadcast right now, I am not looking at a hobbled old guy across the table from me right now. Uh, but I, I appreciate your, humi- your humility. Uh, but but and when you look at the your companies and the way you guys do business, do you find, too, that that makes you more open to letting other people have flexibility in their schedules for exercise or whatever other personal endeavor – gets them excited. Allison, how does that fit in? Well, certainly
3: in, for in my company, we encourage people to have flexibility anyways. And so we will have plenty of people who will leave early or come in late because they're exercising or they're doing something. Yeah. Actually, one of the first policies that we made, we don't have many, uh, but one of them was a reimbursement for races. Hmm. So if uh, any of our employees registers for any kind of race, we'll reimburse the cost. That's a
1: great
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Rob? I, I, I love that idea, by the way. I'm, I thinking <laughs> Time to steal, (laughs) copy that for all the good ideas. You just copy and and make them your own. Um, But you know, I would say the exactly the same thing. The 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 FWD. Brand promise, so to speak, is um, you know, really to, to get ready to live as opposed to I'm going to protect you from dying. It's <laughs> hey, we want to help you actually. We'll take care of those problems for you, help you plan for your future, help you plan for the, the protection element, but just go live and enjoy your life. And, and I think for me, it fit really nice because that's what I want to do. I want to actually get out there and experience more than just I, I work to live, don't live to work. And I think that uh, the people on our team the more that they actually really align with what is the promise of the brand, that becomes actually the behavior that they bring to the table too. They want to live. They want to have experiences. They want to be out and about and doing things. And then I also really agree with the point that Allison said, which is, look, these days you have to be flexible with the work arrangements. And um, working from home is very common. Working remotely is something that I think will be more of a wave of the future. And heck – you know, that really makes the idea of
1: working out at the same time really a, a, a big possibility. A lot easier, yeah. Uh, Natalie, as you are in the coaching coaching mode, uh, what are the sort of keys for success for a busy executive who's traveling, who needs to still keep in shape and still keep on their, on their routine? How do they effectively do that, not just maybe when they're traveling, but also with – meetings and schedules, you know, in the in the city in which they live, Singapore or wherever?
2: Yeah, I think, like Alison said, you need to schedule it, number one. I think, you know, non-negotiable, that's in the diary. You know, little tips like, you know, if you are traveling to a certain city, know if there's a running route, know what the gym is, you know, plan, because you're if you leave it to the last minute, it's it's certainly not going to happen. So it's planning ahead, but it's also then... If something happens, not beating yourself up and being a bit kind to yourself as well because, mm. you know, stuff happens, it, you can't always follow your plan, being mindful around things like food. So if you're not getting your exercise in, then know that you shouldn't probably be having as many calories yeah, in as well, sure. uh, you know, because food is the, the leader really. So I think just taking into account all of those things is is certainly important. And I think when it comes to execs, you know, it's it's also looking at other communities that they can join and be part of around mm. this so i think you know that's a piece of exercise and what brings people together is finding like-minded people and they don't have to be in the same industry they don't have to be at the same level but it's it's really being answerable to the people that you're training with or that's part of your fitness community
1: yeah okay and last question to each one of you fitness goal or hope for 2020 rob Chamack. <laughs> I'm one race away from completing the World
0: Championship of Marathons. I've got to get through Tokyo, and so I've got to get the Tokyo Marathon done, and I want to be the, on the North Pole. I want a race where there's no land beneath me.
1: Yeah.
0: If if you <laughs> fall through the uh, through the ice, you're in the water. <laughs> okay,
1: I don't we'll want to fall through the water. We'll hope you come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alice and Irene, how about you?
3: Uh, well, I have. I've started signing up for races, so I'm not 100 percent certain. Yeah. Uh, but I'll I'll probably uh, anchor my training around a half Ironman next year. Mm. I, that's my favorite race. Mm. And, uh, and then I'll just do a lot of shorter uh, Olympic distance and sprint triathlons around that I don't you I make won't it do sound a so easy yeah year. just a few <laughs> s-
1: scattered with Olympic distances <laughs> yeah, uh, well good for you well congratulations and uh, Natalie how about you are you gonna what's your what's your big goal for another 2020?
2: ultra the, in March in Malaysia oh. so a big one this time yes. you're gonna
1: win that one too right
2: uh, I don't know about that but yeah <laughs> I'm training now <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right Natalie Dow a fitness entrepreneur and ultra 100 K-Marathon winner, Alison Iring, CEO of Organization Solutions, and Rob Scheimex, CEO of FWD. Thanks to all of you for coming on today. What a great conversation. Thanks,
3: Thank you. Will you Thank come you. back again
1: after you uh, achieve what you're going to achieve?
3: Obviously. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, Thanks, beautiful. Glenn.
0: Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.